Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 63. This week on the episode, I've got Felix, aka Flex, from the band Top Tier. Uh, If you like pop punk, this is an episode for you. If you like finding new music, this is an episode for you. Uh, Top Tier is based out of Miami, Florida. They're a pop punk group, obviously. Um, Really breaking out on the scene over 2020 and into 2021. Have a lot of big, big things planned. Um, They've surpassed over 500,000 plays on YouTube for their single Ego Trip. uh, Flex and I, Felix, and I talk about um, all kinds of stuff. the band and kind of the formation, um, what it's like, you know, working in retail, especially around the holidays, uh, the decision to do a Christmas cover, and much, much more. Um, it was a lot of fun talking to Felix about this stuff. Really enjoyed the conversation. Really looking forward to what these guys are going to continue to produce and what they're capable of, because I think they're just scratching the surface of what their true potential is. So, with all of that said, let's jump into my conversation with Felix of the band Top Tier. Um, so, basically, to kick things off, I do start off with the same opening question every time, and that's simply, what's your name? Uh, tell us a little bit about the project and yourself. Uh, well, hey, I'm Felix. Uh, I usually tell everyone to call me Flex, as you can see by my little... Uh, my little name thingy right there. <laughs> yep. um, I play guitar and I sing for Top Tier. And Top Tier is like the coolest thing that's ever happened to me on the face of the earth. Uh, and I say happened to me like I didn't have a hand in, you know, making it happen. But um, Top Tier is a pop punk, like, <laughs> I don't want to say project. I don't want to say group. And I also don't want to say experience. But we are four dudes with instruments doing what we do with the instruments. And we do 100% of our best. And luckily, it ends up being something that everyone else likes on top of us liking what we're doing. So in short, Top Tier is a band and we're cool. Awesome. Awesome. So um, let's talk a little bit about kind of the history and really starting to make a a pretty big push as of 2020 and, you know, coming into 2021. Uh, Could you say the question again? The uh, Zoom decided to cut you through halfway. (laughs) No worries. Uh, Basically, what I I was saying is um, let's talk a little bit about the history of the band, right? You guys have been together for quite a few years, uh, but 2020 and 2021 is kind of like you're you're finally like, we're going to break out. We're doing this. Definitely. So uh, I joined, let me bring them again here a little bit. Uh, I joined what was then called Heroes and Traders in 2015 on a tip from a classmate of mine in my sound recording, my first uh, music business class, sorry, at Miami Dade College uh, right here in uh, Kendall. And we, you know, did the band thing. We made our own logos. We found local artists to help us with like album artwork. We had our stuff mixed and recorded in local studios. And that worked out for as kind of as long as it needed to. It was fun while we did it. And then at some point, we just realized that 
we needed that little tick of I don't know if I want to say quality because our quality was still pretty good. My dogs are deciding that right now is the time to groan. Um, <laughs> I it was just kind of the step that we needed to take, you know, because like yeah. DIY for life. I love the feeling of doing something DIY. I love the feeling of hosting a show with all my friends. And that's amazing, but that doesn't really always work out for everybody. Right. For for every post Malone, there's a hundred thousand people that go undiscovered because they didn't get the opportunity that we did to really like jump up and break out. Yeah. Um and we had some pretty decent release, not release, we had some pretty decent like uh responses to our first EP, even though that was like a I don't want to say a train wreck of a demo, but boy <laughs> was it a demo. Yeah. And and our second EP was a little bit nicer. Uh, the songs were like very obviously more mature, more put together, less ramblings of a 19-year-old, more songs that an adult would write. Yeah. Um, not that I really have an issue with the whole 19-year-old thing, because sometimes that just <laughs> that's just what comes out. And sometimes that's just what needs to be said. Right. Um, but really this this push that we've uh that we've recently gotten to finally release stuff and get like these crazy photographers with the most incredible vision I've ever seen and like designers that we've, that we've never would have had an opportunity to work with is really, really like, it's not only pushing us to do what we were doing before, but it's pushing us to be even better than we were before. And I think that's the most interesting part. The whole motivation aspect of it is it's, it really kind of gets your ass in gear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I totally agree with the, the whole like, you know, 19 year old vibe and whatnot, like, I've been a fan of pop punk and emo my whole life, but it seems like that demographic, while there are still quote unquote kids in that demographic for, for pop punk, we all kind of grew up, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, like what you're definitely. saying is, yeah, definitely. Like, at 19, it's like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm going through. This is what I want to hear. But then we grew up and it's like, okay, I don't want to hear about that anymore. Like, Let's let's move forward. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I repressed you know, that already. Can I move on? <laughs> right, right. And I think prime <laughs> examples are are some of you guys' influences, like A Day to Remember and Blink One Eighty Two. Like their first albums compared to Absolutely. their last albums are totally night and day different. If the person, oh my goodness, yes, yeah. And if the person listening didn't know it was the same band, you're probably not going to guess that it's the same band. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you bring up liquidity too and they're like they're my absolute number one uh and i'm talking from like i was a kid and my older sister handed me the self-titled <laughs> album that she had burned on her friend's pc and she was like hey you might like this boy did i like it uh but you listen to like you listen to songs like damn it and you really get like the raw emotion of it and then you yeah. listen to a song like san diego for example like where it talks about stuff that you did when you were younger, but it's not from the frame of you being young anymore. It's like, this is what I used to do. Like, I can't wait to be able to do that again. Yeah. Like I can't do that right now, but I love doing it. Yeah. And I I think that's a perfect example. It's like, you know, initially it's in that moment. And then as you grow up, it's kind of that retrospect, right? Like looking Mm -hmm. back at that moment with new eyes puts everything into a, a whole new perspective. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I kind of relating to that, like when 
Chris, or we call him Tomez, the the singer of Top Tier, and I really get together to write lyrics. Um, sometimes it'll be like a really like whiny word vomit that I kind of have <laughs> to get through, and then other times it's it's like a dissertation on a project, where it's yeah. just a much more like it's it's crazy how we've matured like throughout the years, and it sounds a little like on the nose and silly to say that, but the the stuff that I would maybe throw into a song, I now have to really kind of consider like, is this really how I feel? Or am I just like, Wah! yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you're not wanting to necessarily cater to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be the cookie cutter pop punk guy. I want right. to be yeah, authentic exactly. with my art. I don't, I don't want to just be there going, my girlfriend left. I want to <laughs> leave my hometown because that's, that's not me. I'm not right. like, not to like kind of sit here and like fan myself, but I, I don't really have girl problems and I don't really mind the city I live in. So I'm not going to sit here and like Miami sucks, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, there's something wrong with it. And like, I'll sing about it. Like how the construction on the Palmetto highway that we have <laughs> has been going on since before I was born. Right. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, I moved to New York and that's going to fix my life. Cause it's not, and like those aren't those aren't the problems that you have going into your like mid twenties when your gray hairs start coming in. Like I'm not gonna like that's not what I'm worried about. Right. <laughs> so I'm not gonna sit here and pretend to be worried about it just so I can do what Blink One Eighty Two did in nineteen ninety four. In right. like two thousand, ninety nine. Cause it's not ninety nine anymore. So while while we like I will forever thank the heavens that we've been able to figure that our natural sound very much sounds like early 2000s mid 2000s pop punk yeah i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like i'm still back then and cater to that like that's just how we sound naturally so that's just what we do yeah absolutely and i i think you know i was showing a buddy of mine uh the the couple tracks on spotify the other day and I didn't tell him who it was, and it was uh, over it. He goes, "Did Hit the Lights come out with a new uh, new track?" And I was like, mm, "No." Oh but my god! I can see that. That's like the best yeah. compliment ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! Hit the so Lights. I was That's like, a new one. I gotta write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No, it, it wasn't." But I can see that now that you've said it. I'm like, "Oh shit!" That does sound like some Hit the Lights type stuff. So you know, I think that is a pretty I, I big love compliment. Hearing stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely agree. And I want you to like dap up your friend for me so I can thank him <laughs> in any kind of personal way. Um, I, I really do think that that's the best compliment ever. Like a lot of people will hear like our heavier tracks and be like, damn, you guys know like second sucks, but I didn't remember that really reminded me of that. And yeah. then at the same show, someone will come up after it and be like, wow, your choruses really remind me of newfound glory. Like, oh my goodness. And that's right. That's what we all grew up listening to. Like I grew up right. chasing newfound glory on tours and trying to get my hat signed. I, might even have it in this room. No, I don't think so. Um, trying to get my hat signed by Jordan just so I can be like, dude, I want to be you when I grow up. Like, can I be you now? I don't even want to wait till I grow up. Um, right. <laughs> and like hearing those compliments is like like the most, the utmost, like, ah, it's incredible. It's like having your favorite dessert and you don't have to get fat for it. It's incredible. <laughs> then my head just gets fat, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you can deal with that, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah, part exactly. of the, the whole ego trip, you know, hey, pun intended on the song there. Hey, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ego, ego, trip is a, awesome. ego Trip was a catharsis for us. That was a That's a really good track. I'm really proud of that one. 
I'm really proud of all of it. Honestly. Yeah, and, and that's one that I definitely. Yeah, and, and you should be. I mean, I think it's for someone you know not bragging on myself by any means or trying to you know inflate my own ego or anything. I've been in the <laughs> the music journalism side of things for 15 years, doing concert reviews, photography, all that sort of stuff, interviewing artists, and like I like to think that I've got a pretty good you know, radar for when people are on the verge or going to make it. And it, it's definitely, you guys are, are right there. You know, I really think that this is a project that as long as you guys are doing it and putting out the authentic, you know, real feel it's, it's going to hit. That's, that's really cool to hear, man. I'm here trying not to like gush out like, some, right. like fifth interview I've ever done. That's not the actual number. I'm not going to tell you what number it is, but I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here trying not to let my 17 year old be like, ah, oh, I'm here in this moment right now. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, I, I, think I that's, highly appreciate that. Yeah. But I think that's the cool part too, is that it's such a passion for you that it does still feel like that. Right. Like, obviously we Absolutely. all want to make money, Absolutely. but you're not in it just for the money. <laughs> yeah, and that's that that's a super good point because I like I love this like I also grew up listening to Set Your Goals and a lot of their stuff is like we don't need the labels, we don't need the money, we don't need none of that and like awesome. Like yeah. I, that feeling of like f y'all, I'm gonna do me, I'm gonna do it. Hell yeah. Sick. But that doesn't always work. Yeah. And not that it's and not that there's anything wrong with that not working. It's just like I was mentioning before, it's it's all about opportunities. I, I yeah. personally know of bands that have one funder so that they don't have to worry about labels. They don't have to worry about like, oh, how am I getting the money for a van on tour? Like, oh, they just, they have their, uh, what's the word for it? They have a benefactor. And that's yeah. incredible. Like, if someone listening to this has that kind of opportunity, grab that because <laughs> not everybody gets that. And, and the same way that we've gotten the opportunities that we have, there's no way in hell we're not going to seize it because it's right in front of us. How, how could I not, how could I have all this passion and how could I like, how could this be what I've wanted to do since I was 14 years old? And I have people from middle school hitting me up on Facebook whenever I put out a song, like, oh my God, you're doing what you said you would do. And I'm like, what did you think? You thought, yeah. you thought I was just here like playing pretend dude? No. <laughs> Pop Punk's not dead and neither am I. <laughs> and that, that's the thing too is, you know, like obviously 2020 fucked up everything, but you know, so many uh, people yeah, when I, all of it. when I tell people that I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm an emo kid or I'm a pop punk kid. Like they're like that people still make that music. And I'm like, yes, that, that shit has never went away. Like, what do you mean? Just because yeah. it's not on the radio but anymore. Gun Kelly's in it now. Like, yeah, I, I, Gun Kelly just put out a pop punk album. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how people, I feel about it. Have their, uh, I definitely think it's a pop punk album. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm not like, I've never listened to him. I don't have any kind of like, oh man, oh, Machine Gun Kelly did what? So right. I, I, I got to tell you, I still haven't listened to it, but I know that it's a pop punk album. Uh, I've, I've listened to a couple tracks off of it and I'm of the belief, you know, maybe it's controversial. I don't know, whatever. I, I don't think it would do as well, even being Machine Gun Kelly, if he didn't have Travis Barker on it. That's I think that's fair. what really made everybody pay attention to it. I think I think that's absolutely fair because like just the name Travis Barker has so much like weight and influence to it. Like 
that like that yeah. there's not not even much to be said about that travis barker's travis barker is travis barker like right how many pop punk drummers do you know how to sh- how to show right <laughs> name them like i i got fingers here um and but like i i don't necessarily I, I know people that have issues with the fact that machine gun kelly put out a pop punk album and I, I don't really understand that like like post malone before white iverson wasn't really doing trap and wasn't doing right. like the whole hip-hop like post malone's a rocker post yeah. malone has slammed guitars on stage that he bought here in miami like at a show and yeah. that that i kind of have an issue with because the guitar was expensive but we're not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here to talk about that post if you're listening bro like i got cheaper guitars that you can smash like just right. like, give me that one and I'll, I'll trade you bro it's no problem um where was i going with that yeah like i don't i don't think there's really an issue with leaving your genre and in fact, the fact that Machine Gun Kelly has just the, the cojones to put out a pop punk album when he's primarily a hip hop artist, I think like that takes balls, bro. That takes yeah. that takes a whole lot of huevos. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I've had that conversation with a few people about the there's so many artists now that don't really conform to what they started out in. And like for me, I don't really like using the, the genre labels anymore because it's also mm-hmm. it's also much now you know like there are pop punk bands that are way more rock now than what they ever were or you know all time low is way more pop than they ever were they're so much more radio friendly but they're still considered pop Mm -hmm. punk and i don't disagree with that but at the same time like why do we have to put a label on it necessarily you know what i mean um and like for the machine gun kelly thing like you know i'm not mad that he made a pop punk album i'm confused about it you know what i mean because he's he's had so much (laughs) success in the rap world that like why come over and try this like what was the motivation there yeah i i can see that that's a that's that's something i actually had a thought about like why you were doing so good in your spot like yeah it broke don't fix it but i like right that's so funny i hadn't really thought about it like that yeah and and the only other band that i normally like throw something out like that is uh Bring me the horizon. Not one of their albums sound like the, the, the album before. Oh my it. god! You know, they're constantly changing. Matt, going back to my sister giving me albums, she gave me a copy of County <laughs> Blessings, and that yeah. was another life changer for me because bring bro, bring me the horizon. Back then, it was just something entirely different. Like Sempaternal Who, I'm talking Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea Smile, bro. That's yeah. that's how I remember and- Bring Me the Horizon. And yeah, but you know, think about listening to that album and then jump into this new album, the uh, whatever it's called, post horror survival or whatever. Like, it is not. You wouldn't know it's the same band if you weren't paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, if you didn't know, if you weren't ready for it, you would not have thought that they were Bring Me the Horizon. And right. and on the same right. vein, I would say Miley Cyrus is Miley Cyrus is up there doing the same thing. Miley Cyrus just put out like yeah. basically a rock album. And I haven't I was listened listening to it yet, to it. but I've heard. Um, my my girlfriend's really into like uh, modern rock and mostly like female fronted stuff, which that that's mm-hmm. another label I kind of have uh, my qualms with female fronted. Like big fucking deal, like just it's a band, yep. it's a pop punk band, or it's a rock band. Like yep. okay, move on. Let's hear it for what it is, not for who it's not for who it is. Um, right. But I 
I'm not a huge fan of it stylistically. Uh, I think that Miley Cyrus's voice lends itself way better to the country style, but I'm also not uh, a multi-million dollar artist like Miley Cyrus is. So it's <laughs> right. like big deal what I think. Um, but like all in all, it's a, yeah. as, as a composition, the album's great. As a composition, the album's great. It's a fantastic rock album. And right. And like, I think that that was a really good way to go for her, especially like thinking back to Wrecking Ball and then Hannah Montana. Like we're on, we're on different planets right now. So I think, I think that was very cool. And, and yeah, dude, I don't don't even remember where I was going with that, but my desires put out a rock album and it was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. And, and I don't know, we got off on quite a tangent on that, but basically I think where we were trying to get to, is uh, not forcing your style, being authentic right. with what you're you're doing, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you guys have done that extremely well. Um, with you know again the stuff I've seen on on Spotify and the little bit I've seen on YouTube. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, bringing out a Christmas song. You know, like Christmas covers are <laughs> always fun, but pop punk Christmas covers are even better. So what went into kind of planning that and just, you know, the decision that, yeah, we're going to do this. Uh, it was one of those like sitting around kind of things. And then just, uh, you know, it'd be crazy. <laughs> Let's do a Christmas cover. And we were like, uh, me specifically, cause I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Christmas, uh, Christmas music. Sorry. I've been working in retail for like a long time. So Christmas music yep. is a little, uh, a little PTSD inducing for me, <laughs> but I was like, I, I kept an open mind. I was like, you know what? It's something, it's a song that we don't have to pay a license for because it's open. It's like free domain and yep. it'll like, someone's going to like it. Like I know more yeah. people that like Christmas music than people that don't like Christmas music. And, and I, I gotta tell you, I'm a believer, bro. As we yeah. were in the studio. And as soon as I heard the arrangement going in double time, and then, being able to transcribe the original solo from the fifties into the guitar solo that you heard was actually a lot of fun. It was something I haven't like been able to sit down and do uh, transcribe a solo. I mean, it's something I haven't been able to sit down and do since maybe I was in like college taking music classes. So it was very, very cool to be able to sit down and actually like notate out the solo and then learn it and then play it and then like modify it to sound a little bit more pop punk than it was. Cause it's originally like an old dude on saxophone. <laughs> and and it was it was it like it completely changed my my perspective of it i at the beginning of it i was just kind of like uh, we gotta do this christmas song and now i'm like yeah we did a christmas song did you hear it it's great it's fun <laughs> yeah and you so, know as that a was, that was really cool and it was very spur of the moment it was very spur yeah. of the moment yeah as a retail survivor myself uh you know i i put 12 and a half years into retail. Uh, <laughs> I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, God, when November 1st hits and that first time you hear Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas, it's like, I, I'm walking out. I'm walking out. I promise you I'm yeah, done. I'm done. Ship's <laughs> over, bro. I'm on break. I'm leaving early. I'm sick. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for me personally, um, you know, every year, like, if I'm in the mood for Christmas music, which doesn't happen often, I go to like the pop punk covers or the rock covers of Christmas music. So I'm like, at least I can deal with this versus the old school <laughs> that I've heard for too many years. And like you said, versus, like versus the classics. Yeah. Well, and like some of them are classics. They're just updated, you know? So um, I, I think, <laughs> you know, retail, 
retail ruined a lot of that for me in, in all honesty, but you know, I totally get where you're coming from on it. Yeah. And it was, like I said, it was a very spur of the moment thing for, for us to do the Christmas song, especially with me, like not super about it. Uh, and I got to say the response has been super crazy. Um, we did get the typical, like, Oh, this is cringe. Like you didn't need to do this, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I don't see them doing anything. So Maybe we did need to do this because I didn't like we picked actually specifically we picked rocking around the Christmas tree because we couldn't find like a crazy cover for it. We didn't find anything like too far away yeah. from the original and we didn't find anything in our style for it. Like we found a lot of version of like redoings of the original version, but nothing in double time, yeah. nothing with electric guitars, nothing like nothing with some dude yelling at you about top tier singing. <laughs> Let's be jolly. So, right. and don't even get me started on the music video. The music video was so much fun to film. <laughs> I'm still cleaning fake snow from out of my amp. Every time I drive it and shake it around, like a little bit more falls out. Um, yeah. I swallowed more soap that day than ever in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like the, uh, the fake snow is a lot like glitter and sand, right? Like you're just going to be finding oh, that God. throughout the house for days. It's coarse and rough and it gets everywhere. Yeah, it's terrible. Turning into Anakin Skywalker at the end of the show, yeah. <laughs> but I'm awesome. seeing the shows. I'm, I'm very excited to like pull that out at a show one day because that's going to be yeah. like a like a circle pit for a, like two and a half minutes straight. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it'd be fun. Like, ideally, obviously around Christmas, but killing it in the middle of of summer with that, like out of nowhere, just Dad, break into rock around the Christmas in July, tree baby, would be amazing. Go. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> like not even introduce it or nothing. Just start playing. No. Yeah. Just <laughs> bleed from, from one song into that and go. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm a dude. I'm a shout out. This for you, Josh. <laughs> That'll be sick. Hopefully it's a show I'm at, you know, so whenever COVID goes away and yeah, we can do right? that stuff again. Um, let's talk about over it. Over it's obviously everybody's uh, anthem and feelings around 2020. Tell me about you guys and, yeah. and kind of coming up with the idea that, yeah, it's time that we just say we're over this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the place where I worked at closed between, I believe it was April and May. Not so bad. I, right. I don't work at a job that they give you two and a half months of vacation paid ever. Right. So. For, for someone like me that does work year round, I don't like I'm done with school. I don't really have off months. I got to say, I kind of enjoyed the quarantine. I'm very much a homebody. Um, if you if you go on the top tier Instagram page, you'll find a bunch of video game music covers that I started doing or that we I started and then I got the rest of the band to join in um, about like midway through quarantine. And then they stop after I had to go back to work. And let me tell you, from May. Up until what day is it? January fifteenth, uh, from May yeah. up until about January eleventh, I have been over it, bro. It's right. the, between not so much working, it's the the experiences I've. I'm trying to say this as politely as possible, so I don't lose my job either. Yeah. It's the experiences yeah. I've had with people who may or may not be patrons of the store that I work at, and yeah. that's absolutely but what I'm over it. Yeah. And, and, you know, luckily I'm not in retail anymore, but I've seen it, you know, even just going to the gas station and stuff, people that 
don't want to, whatever your feelings are about masks and all that, we don't have to get super political about it or anything, but like, it's common fucking courtesy. It's on the door. Just wear the mask to walk in and pay the cashier. Like, like, like you wear, you wear a fucking shirt, don't you? You got shoes on, huh? (laughs) Yeah. You wear an underwear, bro? And like, and you mentioned not making it political. I don't think wearing a mask should be political. Like, how fucking hard is it to cover your infected, like COVID holes so that you don't get someone else sick? And I've had people come into my store and I've had to refuse them service because they're not wearing a mask and they get mad at me. Like, it's my fault that they're dumb. So like, (laughs) like really how hard is it? You wear a shirt, you brush your hair, you brush your teeth, put on your fucking mask. How is it? You wear your seatbelt, right? Right. And your car also has airbags and it also has brakes. So it's everything working together that's going to keep you alive while you're in your car. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's, re- it's really hard for me to comprehend, dude. Because like you said, it's common fucking sense. Yeah. It's common sense. And I, I think the big problem is, and not justifying it at all, but I think the big problem is the American culture has never really been about the whole. We're always about ourselves. Uh, whereas like, Japanese culture and Chinese culture, like even before COVID, if they're sick, they wear a mask. If anybody in their family's sick, exactly. they wear a mask. Like we're not trying to spread this to other people because we respect the people around us. Absolutely. It's a lot of uh, a lot of the American like, fuck you, I'm gonna get mine. Right. Uh, like, but I, I even then I don't really realize how that translates like fuck you and the rest of your family. I'm willing to get, let you guys die so I can get a gallon of milk and breathe that Publix air conditioned air. Mm, What a, what a badass you are, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially in, in places like we'll use LA, for example, what's their smog level? Like, do you want to be breathing in the regular air anyway? Wear the mask just to filter that shit out. I, I love like falsified emissions. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Give me that it's delicious, insane. and and especially in LA where you're sitting on where you're fucking sitting in traffic for like a good thirty minutes, no matter where you're going. That's gonna that's yeah. like delicious air you're gonna be breathing, bro. And yeah. at the Santa Monica Pier, mm, salt. <laughs> mm. Right. Yeah. And it, like it, I I do understand the sentiment of the my fresh air. I have a right. Like your rights right. stop where they infringe on others, and by yeah. in, like willingly being part of the problem you are infringing on other people yeah that is that is the bottom line of it and that's what people don't seem to understand no i i totally agree and like that's what they really don't the yeah the and again not to be political but the part that kills me is all the people that are like well it's my right to not wear a mask they can't refuse me service yep they can actually they're a privately owned business they can refuse service for any reason yeah it's called capital free america (laughs) This, this is what they this is what they wanted. Like, yeah. if, you, if they are okay with a cake company not serving a gay couple a cake, then where where's like where's the line there? Right. Like, well, I know where the line is, but we don't need to we don't need to yeah, we don't need to no. say it for them. Let, let them say it themselves. Yeah. It, and and I think that's um, been the interesting thing throughout 2020 is the amount of respect that you lose and maybe gain for different people in your your social media media networks and things like that like seeing some of the stuff that gets posted or whatever and you're just like man i used to associate with that person a lot like yeah maybe i don't need to anymore Uh, i've i've i got to the point where 
like my mental health was suffering because I would see people that I thought were cool, people that were like, damn, I I love this dude. Like I will see him at a show, this dude, this person, this woman, like yeah. whoever. I I care for them. This is someone that I like, I will go out of my way to help them if they're in trouble. And then some and they post some nonsensical <laughs> fucking 20 IQ shit. And I have to sit here and be like, oh my God, am I a moron too? Like <laughs> Am I, am I guilty by association? Am, yeah, like, <laughs> am I stupid by association too? And and just like having to cut out like what you didn't even know were, were toxic people and people that you cared about that kind of revealed themselves to be toxic. That's that's another thing to be over. Also, like, yeah, that 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 causes that causes a hurt like right here. That's a hurt. Yeah, and and like that's it. Like. I, over it was such a such a like incredibly well timed yeah like, thing to happen and not even that we planned it to be timed either because over it was over it is an amalgam of the first and I'm talking like the first time I ever put pen to paper sitting close to Tomez my singer were the opening lyrics for over it like that's the first thing we ever put together and. I don't. I don't want to say OG fans because they weren't fans back then. But like right. <laughs> my friends from my friends from way back then, like I'm talking twenty early 2016, like I, not even early 2016, mid 2015, because that's when we first started writing music that we re- revealed on 2016. Um, I show them like the lyrics, or they listen to over it, and I'll get a message like, "Yo, didn't you show me this like six years ago, four or five years ago?" <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it is, and and just the fact that like it was able to translate so well, like ah. Uh, all the blessings in the world for that song. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, something that you said in our, our, you know, little bit of a rant there, but um, <laughs> is talking about the mental health being affected through 2020. And I think that's where especially pop punk music is so powerful because a lot of people in the pop punk scene are not afraid to say, look, my mental health is struggling and here's a song about it or, you know, things like that. Like it's right. a, a much more open uh, venue for a lot of people. So I, I want to thank you uh, for being open and honest about that stuff. It's something that at you make the scene. I, I push a lot of mental health awareness and, and suicide prevention type stuff. So right. uh, like you said, you know, the weight at some point you have to say, okay, I'm over it and let's figure out how to fix this. If that's cutting toxic people exactly. out or whatever, that's the move to make. Absolutely. And and I, I'm not going to lie, I might have done a little bit of research on uh, You Are The Scene. And literally the first thing that I saw was mental health awareness in like this artist's music or this artist's music or this person yep. talks about the challenges that they went through. And like, absolutely. My, I, I, my mom's a teacher and she has a specialization in children with behavioral issues like autism and other, mm-hmm. you know, mental health stuff. So as a, even as a child, like I would just kind of discuss those things with my mom like oh and what's I don't want to say what's wrong but what uh, what's affecting this child and why are they acting this right. way and why is that so luckily I have a perspective on on mental health from a young age that does allow me to like open up like this about it and not not everyone else really gets that uh especially like not even like thinking about anyone specific I know, but someone could have like a toxic household that doesn't really place any interest on that. And like, Oh, you're depressed. No, you're just sad. Shut up. Go outside, go on vacation. Yeah. So you can be depressed in Egypt instead. <laughs> like, no, like 
that's not how it works, fam. And yeah. I think mental health is such a big factor in music that even, like you go back and listen to a lot of like what you would consider the stars' music, and these people were fucking going through it. Like yeah. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson suffered, bro. Yeah, Michael Jackson suffered, and a lot of people are like, like a lot of people acknowledge that they're like, oh yeah, he had a shitty dad, and he was exploited by his family, and blah blah blah. So were the rest of his brothers, but they don't really sit back and think like, so how did that affect his music? Like, let's look at what he wrote. Was he asking right. for help? Was he just saying like, this is what's happening, and I'm working through it? Like, and that's something that, like, I know I don't have an issue talking about. I know Tamez, my singer, like, no qualms about talking about mental health issues because we've been through it. And right. if at any point in my life I can help someone else get through it, that's like incredible. That's yeah. fucking absolutely insane. Like that, yeah. that's might might shift to my number one goal besides just putting my pick on strings and doing <laughs> right. it. Um, but yeah, like if and if anyone's listening, your mental health like kind of sucks, bro. Shoot top tier an email, bro. Shoot me an insta shoot me an Instagram DM. Like I when I'm not at work, bro, I'm either like playing siege or mixing music i literally have my phone right next to me all the time so a dm we'll talk about it. yeah no big deal yeah ab- absolutely and you know i the one that i use because it's the easy example is chester from lincoln park um oh, God. you know lincoln park's last album like yeah uh that last album is looking back you know hearing all those words it's like man that was some dark shit like did he know how deep he was going through it or was it just the content that was coming out? And then, you know, I talk about, um, I call it the Robin Williams mask. So, you know, people remember Chester Bennington, always smiling, Robin Williams. You, he's always smiling. Mm-hmm. He's always making jokes, always That's laughing. Comedian, the King of funny. Yeah. But what was going on behind closed doors and everything, you know, obviously he had his demons. And I, I think that's, Again, where music specifically in general, I guess, but pop punk specifically, uh, I think is really powerful because, you know, I've never been to a pop punk show where I felt like I was excluded from the group. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can I can definitely attest to that Um, because there is no like it stops being like it stops being me and it starts being us. Not even like not even we, the crowd and you, the band, it starts being like, everybody's just on the same page. And I think, I think that's incredible. Like, obviously there's going to be, there's going to be people that want that to not happen and will actively be a detriment to the scene. And that's, we don't (laughs) talk to those guys. We don't, we don't talk to those people, (laughs) but I, I, that's a, that's a very powerful point that like the sense of unity in pop punk a lot of the time is like unfortunately glossed over sometimes yeah. because people people think of pop punk as this like as what i was saying before like my girlfriend sucks i hate my town i want to leave i'm breaking down like and that's that's really not not all it is like yes there's our bands that do that but so what like that's what they're feeling like let let them vibe bro yeah. they're vibing leave them yeah yeah there's an old meme that i saw that was um it said all the music you listen to is about killing yourself. And then the person replies with all the music I listen to is why so many people haven't killed themselves. And I think it ties Absolutely. greatly into pop punk and like emo, like because of the song content that's there, the community that's there, like, you, like I said, I've never felt excluded at a pop punk show where, 
you know, in high school, you had cliques and stuff like that. College, you have cliques and, and different groups. Some workplaces, it's it's really, you know, kind of niche and clicky like that. Clicky, At a pop yeah. punk show, everybody's there. It doesn't matter. We're all here to have fun, have a good time. Like, it's all us. Yeah, exactly. The the 40-year-old dude that's at the front of the stage screaming back Newfound Glory's lyrics is having the same time that the 14-year-old girl that just got there doesn't really know who Newfound Glory is. But as soon as you hear my friends over you, bro, you're crowd surfing. You don't have yeah. a choice. You're yeah. there. Like, you're up there. And then you're jumping off the stage to go back. Like, right. there's no, <laughs> we, don't, we don't believe in stairs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, that's, that's, such a, that's such a great point that, like, all this stuff is out in the open and maybe that's what attracts more of it. The fact that like, it is so open, like, yes, like bring me, bring me your problems. Like, let me hear about that. Right. That inclusiveness that like that open armed hug is, yeah. is so, so, so important. And so like at this point, I'm, I'm kind of happy to say that it's almost characteristic of where pop punk is now. Like before yeah. it used to be. And when I say before, I'm talking like maybe nineties, maybe two thousands, like, the pretty boy, like Alex Garscar, it's like, look how yeah. hot I am in my skinnies <laughs> when no one else was wearing skinnies. Um, and that was, that was what it was at the time, like, absolutely. But I'm so glad that it's evolved from that into the, like the inclusive kind of like parade of hugs that it is now. And, yeah. and I can only hope that the fan base that we start building is as passionate about mental health and stuff. Uh, as at the very least, me and me and Temez are. Uh, I don't try to speak for uh, Nico and Birai just because they're not here. But I I know Temez like the back of my hand. Not not to say right. that I don't know Nico, who is my younger brother, like the back of my hand. But you know, I'll let him say. Right. I, I'm I'm only saying stuff yeah. that Temez has also said. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. I just I hope that of all the messages that we put out, at the very least, the one that's heard is that like, you're okay. You're loved if no one's here for you or not even if no one's here for you, even if you have people here for you, we are also here for you. Like yeah. the whole culture, the whole scene, you make the scene is here for you. Um, and yeah, that's yeah. like, I'm, you got me, you got me emo, bro. I'm here having introspectives mid sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And, and that's actually um, where the, the name you make the scene came from was, was about that inclusion. And like, regardless of if you're a, a fan of country music or heavy metal or pop punk, like, I don't care what genre you listen to, like you make that scene, right? Like that community is supportive right. of that community. So be yep. included there, where there you is can be no, included. There is no scene without, there is no scene without every individual. Like, yes, right. the scene is a collective, but if, if even one person is missing out, then something's wrong. There should be yeah. no like missing out. There's no, there's no, there's no tolerance for intolerance. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and that's a, uh, that's, that's very important. Yeah. I'm a firm believer. Like if you ever go to a concert of a band that you enjoy, especially a band that you love, like I grew up same as you newfound glory, blink 182. They're at the top of my list. Like if I ever go to one of those shows and feel Kings. like I'm left out, there's a problem within the scene at that point, but that's never happened. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I can absolutely say the same. I, I don't, I can't think back, like even going back to my first show, like ever that my mom dropped me off is this venue here called revolution. It was fireworks, polar bear club, four year strong and set your goals. 
which a solid thinking back is like that is the craziest fucking lineup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and to the day, I listen to every single one of the albums that were released on that tour. Like so yeah. specifically, I look for those albums. And brother, even as a fourteen year old, I was, I was there, and I was arm around one and arm around another, screaming the Four Year Strong songs at the top of my lungs. Like I wish I still had yeah. the camera because I took pictures with this group of dudes that had to have been like, the youngest one had to have been like, two or three years older than me. And we were just hanging out. And I was, I was not like the coolest 14 year old. I was snotty. Right. I was, I was a fucking weirdo 14 year old at his first show. Like I didn't even know how to dress. I just put on jeans and a, like a Volcom shirt, if I remember right. <laughs> and I don't even think the Volcom shirt survived the show. I had to buy another one. And, and dude, what a feeling. Like from that moment, I was like, holy shit, this is the feeling I want to have every waking moment for the rest of my life. Yeah. So, yeah. so cool. And, and I think that's where now that you're making music, like hopefully concerts will come back and you can create those moments for the next group of kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can be the Absolutely. guy up on stage. Absolutely. Um, like, and that's, that's such a, such a specific feeling. Uh, I work, I work at a music store and when I was a kid and I would go to any music store, it would just be old dudes or like grumpy like oh why do you want that guitar just get a les paul and a marshall bro and (laughs) that's that's not what i needed as a kid so now that i do work at a music store i try to be who i needed where if someone comes up to me and they're like hey i'm looking at this guitar on amazon do you think i should do it i'm not gonna think no don't buy it off of amazon buy that same shitty guitar for me and i'll tell them no that guitar's not really good because this this, and that and then this you might want to look at this one and then i'll actually start doing my job but the most important right. thing for me at my place of work is to be the person that I didn't have as a kid, to give the advice yeah. that I wasn't given because boy, howdy, did I make mistakes like buying an electric guitar with a Floyd Rose pick with a Floyd Rose bridge on it as my first electric guitar. Like that was, <laughs> that was a mistake. I don't allow anybody else to make unless they've got the money to get it like set up all the time. Yeah. But if I can, if I can do that in like a music perspective, holy shit. Like, <laughs> Wow. If I can look, if I can cause the same feelings I felt at my first show to someone like at their first show, I'll call it success. I could make zero dollars yeah. off that show, but damn, what a good ass show, bro. Do you see yeah. that kid crying, dude? That's what I, that's me. That's me right there. Yeah. Yeah, for like, sure. Oh, and I, I think that's super cool that, that you bring that up about the, that's one of my favorite quotes that I've ever heard too, is be who you needed when you were younger. And I think that's a perfect example, like what you're saying, like growing up, you know, you go into the store and you're like, hey, I've got 600 bucks. I want to buy this guitar and them just shitting on you versus now where you can be like, "Okay, cool. You have that much money. Let's go look. Here's the the ones in your price range. This is why I want you to get this guitar. Like, I'm going to help you figure out how to live what you need. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. And. And even, even when I first started, I would see some of my coworkers doing that. And I would like, it's mental out, like, okay, never say this to a customer. Cause I didn't like hearing him say it to a customer Yeah. or like never say that to a person, like fuck being a customer. Like just, <laughs> I, I wouldn't like, that's just something I wouldn't say that to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You want to say hi cars? <laughs> Come here. Come here. Nice. Oh, <laughs> what is she? Chris, can you say hi? Speak. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. All right. 
It's all good, man. All good. Um, So let's talk a little bit about... uh, Go ahead. I think you muted yourself. Hello? Yep, gotcha. Oh, okay, cool. I don't know what happened, but that's been happening. I think I need a new interface. Ah. <laughs> um, but now I got cars all excited, so she's going to be woo-woo and all in a minute. <laughs> all good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, 2020 or 2021 and the plans. That's how long 2020 was. It still feels yeah, like 2020. We're, yeah, we're, we're still four months <laughs> into 2020. Um, so let's talk about 2021. Uh, you guys obviously are dropping new music. You've got you know a lot of stuff planned. We don't know for sure, especially uh, Florida. You guys are kind of in a weird spot with lockdowns and whatnot for for music anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's and we there are venues that don't care about restrictions, stuff like that. They'll host a show, like not even a secret show, they'll host a public show. But that goes against what I think. I yeah. I I'm, I'm not I'm not here for that. So right. <laughs> 2020 2021 is continue to hunker down. We're not out of it yet. Continue to hunker down, write more bangers, finish the bangers that we have on hold right now, and more photo shoots, more safely uh, zoned video shoots. And I'm, I'm actually live streaming a fair amount on, uh, on Twitch, and hopefully I can get my computer upgraded to the point where I can live stream my, my mixing stuff. And then who knows, maybe I'll do a secret, a uh, secret demo thing that I'm not supposed to do. Cause the label is going to be like, no, why are you showing people music? But uh, Hey, you know how it is. Um, but 2021 in a nutshell is hunker down until we don't have to. And then as soon as we don't have to, bro, like I'm, I'm going somewhere. I don't care. Right. Like right. if you want to hear top tier, shoot me a DM and I'll be there. Like, I'll show up at your house and play by myself. I don't care. <laughs> Awesome. So to uh, to wrap things up before I give you time to promote, you know, all the socials and everything, we're going to end with, a, I think, a fun question. Uh, let's say 2021, we'll say 2022, whenever shows are allowed to be back full force, whatever. Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, uh, what's the four band tour that you would be the opener for that in a dream world that you would set up? All right, here we go. Are we talking four <laughs> bands plus us or us and yes. three? Yes. Yep. Four, four plus you. All right. So it's going to be top tier opening because I'm picking big boys. <laughs> top tier opening. It's going to be four years strong, rise or die trying, 10 year anniversary tour right after us. It's going right. to be set your goals, proper dose tour. And also with a little bit of uh, what you don't see thrown in. And then right at the end, it's going to be newfound glory, not without a fight full album yeah that is that is like i will my heart will stop beating after that just from (laughs) sheer overuse i will i will have a heart attack and die at that show (laughs) i won't even be able to finish my set i'll just be like are you guys ready for a new (laughs) phone that that is and then after party is gonna be with my chemical romance because i didn't get to see him this year and i had like box tickets with food included i i can see i can see the hurt in your eyes bro (laughs) Um, it's uh, that was the best news to come out of 2020 was hey 
my Kim's coming back. Yeah. And then, like, Ooh. the biggest kick in the dick was, get hey, loser. COVID sucks. <laughs> get fucked, loser. Everyone's sick. Yep. Ah, uh, so shitty. So shitty. So, uh, yeah, that's everything I've got for you, man. So let's do the, the typical outro. Tell people where they can find you, kind of, you know, what to expect on the different socials and whatnot, and we'll go from there. All right, everyone, you can uh, you can check us out at Top Tier FL on Instagram. You look up Top Tier, two separate words. That's T-O-P space T-I-E-R on Spotify, Apple Music, all the all the big boys. I think we might even be on Pandora. And does anyone still use Pandora? Do you know? I have no idea. Is that, is that like a thing? <laughs> all right, well, Pandora, if you're listening, we're open to the sponsorships. Anyway, um, everywhere you look up Top Tier FL, you're going to see us because um, we're the one and only at least from Florida, because I don't think anyone else in Florida has used the name. And I don't think anyone else in the States has either. Um, you can expect a lot more music. You can expect some really cool photo shoots. You can expect a lot of artwork and you can expect, hopefully, if I get my designs in order, a lot of merch as well. Um, because duh, who doesn't need that? Yeah. Uh, if you ever want to talk to us, just DM app top tier FL and we'll, one of the four of us will respond because at least one of us is always on it. So we're always down to talk to people. We're always down to listen to new music and we're always down to meet more people that are into what we're into. Awesome, man. I appreciate you taking the time for sure. Uh, this will be going up. Let me check the calendar here very, very soon. I think it's actually this coming Wednesday. Um, it is. It is going up. Ooh, it's going up on the 20th, which is also Inauguration Day. So All right. <laughs> Forget the inauguration. Felix's interview's out, bro. Yeah. Shut up, Biden. We're busy. <laughs> For sure. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, let you know when that's all up. I'm super excited to hear some new music from you guys. I'm digging what, what you've got out. So I can't wait for more stuff from you guys and for live shows to happen so that, you know, we can link up yeah, somewhere and absolutely cool hell yeah bring your friend that liked us so i can tap him up in person yeah absolutely man <laughs> uh i can tell you the next song if it's the song that i'm thinking it's gonna be it's gonna be that's the the second sucks reference that okay everyone hears i yeah boy howdy is that one a good time good good looking forward to it man again i appreciate you taking the time and uh Hope everything goes well with work tomorrow since you have to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. Saturday at a mall. We're, we'll, I'll think about it. If I decide it'll be good, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Josh, it was a pleasure to meet you, brother. Thank you for taking the time. And I love the platform that you have and I love how you use it. And I, just, I already love who you are as a person, bro. Thank you very awesome, much man. for meeting me. I appreciate you. it. it was say, same over to you, man. Like, I'm glad we were able to do this. I think we have a lot in common. And, and you know, I think this is... Uh, like I said earlier, not blowing smoke up your ass. I, I really think your project <laughs> is going to be going to be something to keep keep eyes and ears on for sure. I very much appreciate that, brother. I'll make sure to live up to your expectations. <laughs> awesome, man. Have a good night, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Hey, you too, brother. We'll stay in touch. Thanks, man. Bye bye. Later. And that was my conversation with Felix from Top Tier. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. Um, I had a great time talking to him and learning more about the band obviously being me in indiana them in florida uh i didn't know much about them they're you know relatively new in the sense that they've been playing for a while but they're really starting to to push you know through 2020 and 2021 like we talked about in the 
conversation like these are going to be the breakout years for them. Um, so it was really cool to connect with him and kind of hopefully be a starting point for some of this where you guys are now checking them out. Uh, if you're a fan of kind of that nostalgic pop punk feel, um, definitely think you need to check them out. Like Felix said, it's not necessarily an intentional thing in the sense that they don't specifically write thinking we're going to sound like this. It's just kind of what their natural sound is. But, you know, if you're a fan of Hit the Lights, uh, Set Your Goals, anyone like that, especially from like the 2005 to 2010 era, uh, I think you're really going to enjoy Top Tier. So check out their socials. We've got all those linked in the description of the podcast. Um, Like Felix said, hit them up on Instagram. Somebody's going to get back to you if you just want to say, hey, you know, like the music or whatever. Um, You know, that's a great outlet for you to do that. Um, And yeah, that's everything I've got for you guys this week. So to take you out on this week's episode, we are going to go out with Over It by Top Tier. Remember, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the same. Another night of counting sheep, heavy eyes and sour dreams, takes its toll on me, and you're not worth it. Staying awake, miles away, and I can say I'm better by myself. Take these words, hold on to them for me. Don't you pretend that you're better off alone, and I bet this would be easy if you had Yes.